Hey there, I'm Mel W and welcome to the Single Mother's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, This is my very, very first podcast, so you're going to have to bear with me um, and make sure you give me some feedback. You can do that by going to my website, which is the Single Mother's Guide to the Galaxy. Just Google it and you can send me a message there or you can do it on here or you can do it on Instagram at Miss Mel W. So let's get to the first podcast, hey? It's a bit nerve-wracking, but I'm going to give it a go. Okay, so I had the honour to answer some questions I received from a group of lovely women known as the the Boomer Babes, actually. Uh, They go by this name because they're all baby boomers, and the babes actually have been meeting regularly for over nine years. The marriages were basically from the 70s, where money was scarce and bank cards had limits of $300 and loans were at 17% interest. So as you can imagine, it's a very different world to what we live in now. Um... And eating out for them was basically for special occasions as they mainly entertained at home. Well, you know, and um, I guess one of the perks from that is that they they all have lovely afternoon tea and entertaining gear that they inherited from their mothers. Uh, when they were young in the 1970s, they were still bound by the rules of their parents. Now, their parents were products from around the 1930s upwards. So they were really, really encouraged to not have premarital sex. Most of them were married in their early 20s and in their group, uh, there's only actually two that are divorced and that's only because both men cheated and walked out to be with their new ladies. So, Boomer Babes, I hope I can entertain or amuse you at the very best and thank you so much for your questions. I've chosen three and yeah, let's give it a go and see how we go with this. Okay. Alrighty, let's start this. So the first question coming right up is when women meet someone for the first time, are they making the bold move or do they leave it to the other party? So they're asking, I guess you could say in the what 2020s, what we're all doing. Um, you know, and I looked at this question, I thought, wow, this is a bit of a fickle beast, because in short, I don't think that there's any really definitive answer. I think it's you know, on the night, whatever floats your boat, rocks your socks, or maybe something in their jocks. It's really mixed because, you know, the first bold move, I know women who say, you know, just do it, whether it's the first kiss, the first flirtatious touch, or whether it's, you know, a comment like your place or mine. Um, It's different, you know, because then on the other hand, I have other friends who'll say, you know, if you make the first move, you're sending a message that, you know, you're no longer a snack when everyone tries you. You're effectively now a free sample. Um, You know, like the ones they hand out in the supermarket with gloves on, which, you know, I think that was a little confronting. (laughs) But yeah, Um, so maybe this is why there's no single stance on this one. You know, some do it um, on some dates, I'll make the first bold move. And on other dates, they don't. Maybe it's because of connection. Maybe they're, you know, reading the room that perhaps the person in front of them isn't into that. So, you know, I think, you know, I read this article, actually, it was really kind of interesting. It was written by a guy, it was a little archaic. um, But it, but it was trying to sort of say if you have, well, it was talking about the pros and cons of women making the first move. 
And when I read this article, I thought, geez, you know, if you actually have a fear of being judged, you're more inclined if not making the first move if this is what, you know, people are, are printing out there. But he advised, um, you know, women, although he kept calling them girls, which I was a bit mm, insert slap right there, um, you know, making the first move. Uh, basically, he was sort of talking about what's needed to finally bag the man of your dreams and you don't want to blow it by coming on too strong. I don't know, it just feels like really old school. But anyway, so according to his article, here's a man's perspective on the pros and cons of a girl, aka woman, because, you know, if she's out dating and based on his answers, I'm guessing she can vote, has a bank account, drives, a job. Uh, So let's call her a woman to be less offensive. And, you know, I, I just think it just... It's far more palatable. So he writes the pros. Okay, here we go about the woman making the first move. So when she makes the first move, apparently it's like a blessing because the de- you know the de- the decisions being made, um, and it's likely going to result um, in relief all round. Number two, a woman who knows what she wants and isn't afraid to go for it and can be it can be a very appealing prospect apparently you win men's respect and their hearts will follow number three butter men up by showing them your feelings and they'll be much more likely to reciprocate it's true what they say flattery will get you everywhere Uh-huh. Number four, the perfect woman is often right under their nose, but they're completely unable to see it. Give men a nudge and finally the light bulb might go on. (laughs) Uh, Number five, once men know where they stand, they're much more likely to stop wondering whether it is going well. Okay interesting so let's look at the cons these are oh i'm sorry but i do find these highly amusing so number one assertiveness can be attractive but if women overstep the mark they may give men the wrong impression take it too far and you might do more harm than good wow that's kind of almost like if you go bungee jumping or you know i don't know jumping out of an airplane if you take your adrenaline too far it might do more harm than good like you might have an accident or something uh number two for super shy guys a woman who takes the initiative could be intimidating by making the first move they may come across as too assertive and experienced what is that like experience that you can add on to your linkedin profile i don't know i just kind of struggled a little bit with that one number three just because men go along with something doesn't mean they're really interested okay well most women would know what that feels like uh for some men it might be easier to say yes rather than no ah, interesting number four men believe in equality in lots of areas of life but many of them still believe they should lead the way when it comes to dating if a man is quite traditional a woman making the first move can be a turnoff okay so i guess if you're going on a date and the guy has a pacemaker or maybe a zimmer frame yeah you might want to try and um just 
take it easy. Uh, okay, that was such a crap comment, sorry. Number five, surprise is not always a good thing. Men unlikely to be expecting a woman to make a move and catching them unawares could have unintended consequences. I'm just trying to work out. If you're sitting opposite a table with a woman and she gives you a kiss, did her, where else could her lips have come from? Like what when they say out of nowhere, I'm just struggling. Like, you know, did it come from behind? And if it was behind, then that's okay. Of course, you'd catch someone unawares because the person behind them is not at the table with them. I don't know. Okay, I'll stop ranting and rambling about that one. Um, and then it actually says here that when put on the spot with a proposition, men may come out with an awkward half-baked response. <laughs> and if a pair of lips came at them, uh, the results could be even worse. A clumsy, painful, head-colliding kiss. Ooh, I'm thinking, judgy, judgy, whose attitude is a little smudgy. Anyway, look, I know women who are happy to make the first bold move because they felt like it, you know, but then again, I know women who are actually mortified at the thought. For me, I don't, look, for me, I don't know, I just don't really go out to make the first move. It's not my style. Um, you know, I, I wondered whether it was like a fear of rejection, why I didn't, but I know this sounds awful, but I think if they approach me, then it's a clear sign that they're into me. And okay, this sounds really bad, but it gives me the power to decide what I'm going to do and how the date will end. You know, maybe I just like my ego spoon fed. I'm not sure, you know, what I want to be, control freak or narcissist. Uh, I don't know. It's a hard one, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think, you know, these days it's a little different as women are working as hard as, well, yeah, women are working as hard as men, you know, and some of us are earning money. I mean, we're like the providers, the carers. So it makes sense that in this day and age that some women are just more sure about themselves and the situation. They're happy to make the first move or happy to set the pace on, you know, what will happen, you know, or sometimes just set boundaries, you know, for some women, I guess they look at it that, you know, they're in the driver's seat with this by making the first move um, or not making the first move, as I sort of gave you my example. Um, I don't think men are as intimidating to women and possibly women might be a little more intimidating to men. Uh, you know, I think times have changed. Women walk into a room, they know they can get up and walk straight out. Then, you know, for a lot of women, they're not looking for a husband. Um, so I guess they can take it or leave it. And, you know, the reason why they're not looking for a husband as much these days is they're actually not looking for a breadwinner. Uh, so to wrap this up, I don't think there's a definitive answer, obviously, because I think I clunked my way through that one. Um, it's whatever you're feeling at the moment. You know, you just need to be able to read the room and work out whether you're going to pounce or bounce. Um, so let's, but we can save the literacy class about reading the room for later. So let's move on to the next question. And yeah, hopefully you're still with me and you haven't fallen asleep yet or haven't tuned out. Okay, so the last question actually took longer than I thought. Apparently it was nine minutes. Oh, poor you if you're still there. I'm so sorry. I'm going to try and speed this up. So the second question, 
number two, to name a few, was do women feel they have to sleep with men on their first date? Okay, look, it's pretty simple, this one. For me, the answer is never. And to be honest, nor should you. It does beg the question, though, if you were in a position uh, where you felt obliged, is it there's a few reasons why it could be is it like sympathy sex i don't think anyone would enjoy sympathy sex you know i just don't know it just it would be like doing something you really don't want to do and just moving through the motions to get the job done like housework i've never done sympathy sex i have no intention of ever doing it but yeah no never feel obliged to sleep with someone on the first date please you know and then you've got pressure sex you know i've been on dates and people like you know pressured and it's just like if anything you push back harder because it's like no you you're not respecting me back off buddy um and then you pretty much should walk away from the table and say thank you for a lovely evening which it wasn't you're lying which is fine but it will just soften the blow of when you actually block then delete their number uh because yeah no pressure sex is just ugly it's like imagine like a pressure cooker not properly used you know and i've seen you know the results actually my friend who had a coffee maker she didn't you know the pressure the pressure of it it actually exploded and went on the ceiling and it was just a mess for everyone that's pressure sex people um so (laughs) i think it might be i think you know the whole thing of feeling you know feeling like you have to sleep with men on your first date it's a little yesteryear, you know. I think these days women tend to sleep with someone if the moment is right and if it's equal. You know, think about it this way. The guy is not a puppy at the animal shelter and you're not at the animal shelter. So, you know, where you feel obliged to take that little animal home and say, beam, beam, beam. No, you know, and especially when it's an animal with two legs and can answer back, I would say, eh, eh, do not do it. So... Generally speaking, from my conversations with women um, about whether, you know, you sleep with someone because they want to or, you know, for whatever reason. And it's really interesting because some women actually gave me some reasons (laughs) and they were great. Um, You know, for some people, it's just purely sex and, you know, they just felt like it was right and they wanted to have sex so they had sex on the first date and look there's nothing wrong with that go get them tiger do what makes you happy but you know so it was kind of I guess it was like sex without a connection which it yeah I don't know like each to their own but anyway uh so the next one was some it's they're actually looking for marriage, which this is a really hard one because I actually don't think, and I'm sure, well, I know that sex does not guarantee love, you know, and I think it's it's kind of like roulette. Like it's like two different forms of roulette, realistically. It's like at the casino, like if you play roulette at the casino, you know, there's balls bouncing in and out of slots where the house has more chance of winning. And when I say that, if a woman's looking for marriage and there's all that stuff going on and the guy has no intention then he actually wins because you're left there trying to pick up the pieces um or the other thing is it's like a bit like russian roulette if you go to having sex on the first date hoping that you're going to marry the guy it's a bit of a it's 
a bit of a lethal game of chance and you probably end up pulling a trigger to your head emotionally don't do it um you know some it's boredom so you know some people do sudoku some people binge watch binge watch netflix uh and some people just like to i know this sounds awful and uh, it was actually a, a friend of mine he's really quite funny refers to it as bumping uglies um which is just so wrong <laughs> um which you know each to their own uh for some it was a drunken romp in Le Bone zone you know I, I remember once you know I, I'd broken up from a 20-year relationship I hadn't had a date or sex for like two years and then finally I started dating someone and it was up to the third month and we still hadn't had sex yet and she sort of said to me you know you should really have by now been, you know, drunk, having awkward sex, falling all over the place. And I remember thinking, I just want to order my salad because we're at a salad bar. I don't want to talk about this, you know. And, you know, for others, it's just like, you know, sex on the first day. I don't know. It's, it's just like drinking from the poison chalice. Um, it was very good when they first received it, but it ended up doing them more harm. And I like to use this term, which is awful, but and, it's, and the English is awful, but, you know, it's uh, it's also known as the head fucker opera. You know, when you go in, if you go in on your first day, like let's say it's first day, and you've got all these dreams about, I don't know, going out, picking, I don't know, herbs together or whatever it is that floats your boat, you're really going to screw yourself up because it's the first date. Like, you know, it's fine if you want to have sex on the first date and, you know, you're not pressured and everything else. But if you go in there thinking you're going to marry this person if you have sex, oh, not good, not good, not good. You know, and then for some women that feel obliged, I think, you know what, the, the, here's a good way of putting it, and it probably sounds a bit crude, but, you know, for some women I've known have actually said, you know, I didn't want to have sex, but he spent this money on dinner, he did this, he did that, until I thought it would be the right thing to do. And I kind of explained it to them, and it was really, like, obviously... I don't know how much money was spent, but I just gave them like this equation saying, okay, well, let's put it this way. If you went out for dinner with the guy, let's say you spent $100. Let's just say, I don't know where you went, Costco, <laughs> Audi, I'm not sure. But he spent $100. You're there for four hours. You're having fun. Then you felt obliged to have sex. What you're basically saying is that your sex rate is $25 an hour. Now, I haven't included GST in any of that, FYI. But, you know, I just think if you feel pressured when someone's paid for you at dinner or done anything, you need to keep that in the back of your mind. Um, oh, this is about sex on the first date, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, then on the other hand, if you're having a wonderful time and you're totally into him and it's totally obligation-free, then why not go for it? Like, have fun. Like, you know, sex on the first date. I think it's like just one of those things that it's everyone has their view on it, but nobody is there on your date except for you and the other person. So if it feels right, have fun, knock your socks off. I'm coming back for the third and final question next. (music) 
Hey, hey, hey. All right, let's get to the third question. I think my first podcast is taking forever. It's like that really awkward speech. You sit there and you watch your work colleagues fumble through or you watch someone make a speech at a wedding and they're fumbling through it. Yeah, that's a bit like what's happening tonight or today, depending on when you're listening to this. But look, the third question from the babes, thank you babes, is do women still believe in marriage for the long term or being in a long-term relationship? My answer is... Yes, women still believe in marriage and they still believe in long-term relationships. I actually asked a few friends, I gave them a really simple question and it was like, the question was basically, what made you want to get married? And, you know, I had I had some responses. Some of them were really funny. Like one of my friends was like, the first time when she got married, she wanted to get married, she was 26 and it was the ultimate. The second time at 44, she was knocked up. But honestly, for the record, there is love there. They're actually a really cute couple. You know, I had another friend that said morally it felt right because she grew up in with a Catholic family. Uh, their belief system is before having kids and, you know, and when it's time to settle down, you get married. But hopefully, and of course, there should be love there. Now, when she wrote that, I realized, ah, you've been locked up with your husband in lockdown with three children and a dog and you're still married. So I am sure there is still a lot of love there. I had another girlfriend who, you know, she was actually got married. I think she was 50. She just said she'd never been married before and it just seemed so romantic. She said it was a fun day. Uh, there was also nice about being joined with someone like that. She said it was like the ex- a, the expression of love, the ultimate expression of love. Um, that couple, they're actually a really great couple. I do hang out with them and they're, they're actually beautiful. Um, then I had another person that said, you know what, and this actually, fun, this person was actually in their 20, late 20s. Um, she just said, you know, they were together for 10 years before they got engaged and they just knew it was right for them. And they are beautiful. And of course it was. And then I had, you know, some other, you know, comments coming in. But one was about having, you know, getting married to someone that was married to someone before. And it was quite difficult. And then apparently by getting married, it made the issues with their ex less, um, I don't know, like less in their face. Uh, So I guess... I don't know what I actually realized. I played some of these um, segments back and I say, I guess, you know, and um, quite a lot. And hopefully as my podcast progress on, I will stop doing that. It's an awful habit. I'm working on it. Okay. So back to the question about whether women believe in, you know, marriage or, you know, relationships for the long haul. I think this is what this is what it's like. I think women are forging ahead with their careers. They're balancing kids. They're running their household. They're bringing home the bacon. So perhaps marriage becomes more about love or long-term relationship. Marriage or long-term relationships becomes more about love and sexual connection as opposed to you know finding a provider. You see, it's like women are being less trapped by financial dependency. Uh, So they're in a position where they can choose and decline based on what their, you know, 
what their belief system is or what their expectations are. Um, I'm sure if there was a manual on this, maybe I'd actually get married today. Uh, But for me, look, it's a bit more tricky because it's about how do you actually share your life with someone and how do they share their life with you? If you come with children, you come with, you know, uh, different experiences, I think it's, just, it's, it's, it's not so much oil and water. It's more like cordial or Kool-Aid, as Americans call it, with water. You've got to get the right consistency to get the right uh, taste. Um, so for me, I would say, yes, peeps. It would seem that women still believe in marriage, regardless of their age. They go in it for the long haul. They're prepared to be faithful with the intention that it's the real deal. I'm not sure how that sounds, but, you know, thank you everyone for tuning in. But before I go, that is it for me. If you have any questions, go to my website, The Single Mother's Guide to the Galaxy. Hit the subscribe button or you can go to my podcast on here. Apparently, there's a button you can press to send me messages. I haven't found it yet, but, you know, it's here somewhere. Or you can find me on Instagram at Miss Mel W. And all I've got to say is this. Thank you so much for your time. I'll catch you next week because we're going to explore something which was really, really, I don't know, I never thought about it before until I had a conversation with friends. And it's how you, like, how your menu choices can shape your date. Apparently it's real and it exists. It actually happened to me last year and I'll get into it next week. But yeah, what you choose on the menu apparently can send messages or can shape the way the date ends up. I don't know. Go figure. Thank you so much. And I hope you come back next week.